Welcome to the Greg Dwyer Radio Show on Building Fortunes Radio with your host, motivational speaker Greg Dwyer. Be sure to check out Greg at www.gregdwyer.com. That's www.gregdwyer.com. Now on to our show. Take it away, Greg. Okay, that's fake applause, but I just wanted to kind of set the stage. Today we're going to talk about getting focused like magic, and I figured I'd have the applause there because I'm going to share some of the information that I use in my lecture, or I should say information that I share in my lecture called The Magic of Focus. Here it is, what? January 14th. In a couple weeks, it's going to be February, and the statistics tell us that 80% failure rate by February. That means people who have come up with resolutions on how to change their life, four weeks into it, 80% of the people have failed. Only about 8% of the people get to the end of the year and actually change their life. I've heard even numbers as small as 2%, so 98% of the people fail. So why is this? Well, I've been obsessed with this topic for at least a decade, if not more, and I think I have a handle on why it happens. So I'm going to share a little bit of information with you. We'll take a break, and then uh, I'll share some more information. This pretty much comes from my lecture, The Magic of Focus. So after the applause dies down, I say this. Jerry Seinfeld once said, there's a lack of greatness in the world today because there is a lack of focus. I wish I said that. What I say is that most people get focused, very few people stay focused, and it's not what you think, it's how you think. People who are focused, they think differently. That's the secret. People who try to get focused, they tend to rely on techniques like declutter your office space or work offline. All of those things are great, but they all rely on the conscious mind. And what I learned as a magician back in the 70s is that the conscious mind is easily distracted. So it's this time or this point, I should say, in my lecture that I show the audience a, a trick or an effect where they are misdirected very easily. And it's in the process of showing them that, that I'm demonstrating that the conscious mind is easily distracted by misdirection, which happens to all of us, including myself. So here's a little bit about the backstory. The year for me was 1972. I was at my grandparents. It was Christmas. It was 1972, December 25th, my birthday. I was 10 years old. I'm at my grandparents. There's about 34 people in the room all talking at the same time. Now, you got to remember, this was before cell phones. This was before the Internet, the computers. Everyone is just talking. Now, it's a big Italian family, so everybody's talking at the same time. They're drinking, they're smoking, they're talking, they're laughing. There's a lot of going on in that family back in 1972. 
And all of a sudden, my uncle Victor, who is an Irishman, Victor Riley, who didn't need to kiss the Blarney Stone, he picks up a coin and he holds it in front of my eyes. And it's gone. Like, it's gone. And I, you know, I'm 10 years old, 1972. I've never seen anything like that in my life. And I'm like, Vic, Uncle Vic, how did you do that, you know? He's like, I can't tell you. It's a secret. I'm like, yeah, but I can keep a secret. He goes, yeah, so can I, kid. That was the night that I was introduced to misdirection. It changed my life. It really did. I probably wouldn't be doing what I'm doing today if that didn't happen. So misdirection has two tricks up her sleeve to misdirect the conscious mind. The first is multitasking, which we're all familiar with. The other one is information overload. So let's take the first one, multitasking. We all do it, right? If we're working a job or we're just home, working from home or just doing things, we have a tendency to do one, two, three, too many things. Now, what I'll tell you is it's probably not good for you, and in some cases, it can be harmful, very harmful. As far as focus is concerned, it's not a good idea at all, multitasking. If you really, really want to focus on something, you have to make it important. It has to have a priority. You can't throw it in with doing the laundry and cooking. You know, it has to be up there at the top of the pyramid, right? So here are some numbers. 400,000 people, right, every single year in America get hurt behind the wheel of their car or their truck or their motorcycle, right, because they're multitasking. 400,000 people in America go to the hospital, get some x-rays. They need some medical attention because they're looking at their cell phone. They're doing something else rather than driving their car. On average, we pick up our phone and we tap it, we swipe it, we click it 2,617 times a day. It's crazy. We're addicted to these things. And when people get to work after they're driving, looking at their cell phone and texting and talking and doing all these things, they waste on an average of 12 and a half hours every single week. Why? Because they're not, they're not focused. They're not they're not focused on their job. They're not passionate about what they're doing. They're just there to get a paycheck. Now, just do the math, right? Twelve and a half hours per week times four. Just do the math. And, and, and that just starts building and building and building. People actually sat down and figured this out. $650 billion, with a B, $650 billion is wasted every single year in America because people show up at work they're not engaged, and they're doing something else. Sadly, 4,000 people die every single year simply because they're multitasking behind the wheel, looking at the cell phone, and it's the very last time. Multitasking, not good for us, especially if we want to focus, and in some cases, it can be dangerous. The second trick that misdirection uses to misdirect or to confuse the conscious mind is information overload. Back in 1953, a gentleman by the name of George Miller wrote a paper called The Magical Number of Seven, and seven's important. What he said was this. 
there's billions and billions of bits of information that are going on around us, right? We can't take in everything. It's impossible. So what he said was we take in about seven bits of information, give or take a couple. That's it. We can't focus on everything. Now, to prove this, you can go to Google or you can go to YouTube, you can go online, and you can type in the monkey business illusion. It's fun to watch. Very educational video. They have two teams playing basketball. They have one team to the left and the other team to the right, and you're to focus on one of the teams. I think they're wearing black jerseys, and you have to count how many times they're passing the basketball. Pretty simple. You just ignore the other team. Just focus on the one team. Now, spoiler alert. The spoiler alert is this. The number of passes is 16 if you really pay attention. So what they did is they played the video. They asked people to watch it. They said, count how many times they're passing the basketball. And some people got it right. Some people said 15. Other people said 14. But the answer is 16. So then they said to them, did you notice the gorilla? In the middle of the two teams, a guy in a suit, a gorilla suit, walks out right in the middle, beats his breast, lifts his arm over his head, both arms, only 50% of the people that saw it was counting saw the gorilla. The other 50 percent didn't even see it. I don't have a gorilla. It's too expensive, but it would be like this. Hopefully you're not driving, but if you're home or you're listening to me in a safe place, you could look around the room for seven things that are red. Now, seven is important. So you look around for seven things. You're one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. You got seven things in the room that that are red. Easy. I'm I'm here in my office. I can see seven things easy, easy, seven things that are red, not a big deal, right? But then if I said to you, I'd like you to look around the room for seven things that were blue. You say, okay, all right, let me get this straight. I got to remember seven things that are red. Got to keep that in my memory bank. And then I got to look around the room for seven things that are blue on top of it. Okay, that's a little bit, that's a little bit too much. And then if I said, okay, let's take it to the next level here. Focus again on seven things that are red. And another seven things that are blue. You say, Greg, that's just too much information. Exactly. That's what George Miller was talking about when he talked about the magical number of seven. We just can't keep all that information in. So when we multitask and we try to do too many things and we overload our memory, we can't focus on what's important to us. So back to the monkey business illusion. They asked the people to watch the movie again. They said, listen. Some of you saw it, some of you didn't. Some of you saw the gorilla, some of you didn't. This time we want you to focus all, all of you. Just focus on the gorilla. They're going to pass the basketball. You're going to count if you want. It's like 16 times. That's not the big deal. But focus on the gorilla, right? All right. So they show the video again. They're passing the basketball. The gorilla walks out. They shut the video off. And they say, how many of you saw the gorilla? They're like, we all did. A hundred percent of the people saw the gorilla. They said, great. Did you notice that the curtain changed color? It was red, now it's blue. Guess what? Guess what? Nobody, nobody caught it at all. Nobody did. Why? Because it's just too, too much information. We can't focus on everything. That's what misdirection knows. And when she uses information overload, 
we're going to miss what's truly, truly important. So the conscious mind, easily distracted, easily distracted. And we also know that there's another part of our mind called the unconscious. Well, if you're like me, and I asked this question many years ago, maybe the answer is in the unconscious. Maybe, maybe the conscious mind isn't the way to go. Maybe the answer is the unconscious. All right, Paul. It was 1973, a year later. It was December 26. This time I was at my parents' house. I was 11, just turned 11. And the television's on. And all of a sudden, my mom's sitting next to me, all of a sudden, on the telly, on the television, comes a commercial for The Exorcist. And I can still hear my mom after all these years. I can't wait. She would say that sarcastically. I can't wait, right? And then she would roll her eyes. And I'm like, Mom, it's just a show. Doesn't mean anything. It's just theater, just Hollywood. She'd say, Greg, and then get to the point where she'd say, Gregory, be careful. Be careful what you expose your mind to. Come to find out, she was right. Advertisers know this. These commercials haven't been on television for years. Probably you know them. Don't squeeze the, what would you say? You'd say, Charmin, if you're old enough like me, that would be the answer. Or where's the, what? The beef, right? Or the other one, you deserve a break today at McDonald's. So we've been programmed since we've been little children. Let me prove it to you. I like you to think of a number between one and 10, like three, but not like three, because everybody thinks of three. If the number seven popped into your mind, I would not be surprised. Now I'd like you to think of a color. If you thought of blue or if you thought of red, I would not be surprised. Why? Because you have been programmed. We all have been programmed. The other trick that misdirection uses is conditioning. Now, what's the difference between programming and conditioning? Programming is what is done to us. Advertisers do it. They've been doing it for years. But conditioning is a little different. Conditioning is what we do to ourselves, right? So here's how it works. People who study this say we have about 45 to 65,000 thoughts every single day. Now, do the math there. That's pretty intense. 45 to 65,000 thoughts every single day. And 90% of what we think is the same day after day. It's, it's totally insane. 45 to 65,000 thoughts every single day, 90% of them are the same. And people also who study this say about 50%, 50% of what we think, what we say, and what we do is on a habitual loop. You know, I don't know, I don't know if you saw that movie Groundhog Day. February's coming up in a couple weeks. I always watch it on February 2nd. I love the movie. The movie's called Groundhog Day with Bill Murray. He's, he's Phil. He's an anchor man. So what happens to Phil? Well, Phil is full of himself, and he goes to Puxatawney, Pennsylvania. And on February 2nd, the radio goes off, wakes him up at 6 o'clock in the morning. He hears this. Rise and shine, campers, and don't forget your booties because it's cold outside. It's Groundhog Day. 
The only thing is he hears it again and again and again, over and over again. It's like that 45 to 65,000 thoughts every single day that's ringing in his brain. And he wants to break the cycle. He wants to break the pattern. And so before I tell you how he does it, we're going to take a commercial. You've been listening to the Greg Dwyer Radio Show, brought to you by motivational speaker Greg Dwyer on buildingfortunesradio.com. Do you wish you could sharpen your focus on what matters most to you and achieve more? Then you owe it to yourself to read Greg's ebook at gregdwyerebook.com. That's www.gregdwyerebook.com. Download it today and give it away. As always, we want to thank you for listening to the Greg Dwyer Radio Show on Building Fortunes Radio with motivational speaker Greg Dwyer. Now back to our show. Take it away, Greg. Okay, that was a great commercial, but I got a better commercial for you to break the pattern. It is called Focus with Greg Dwyer. Pretty simple, pretty, pretty simple. www.focuswithgregdwyer. It is a 12-week course delivered to your e-box or your voicemail or your uh, computer without any upsells, nothing to buy. You simply go to www.focuswithgregdwyer, put in your email, and every week for 12 weeks, I will share with you a video lesson on how to stay focused. Okay, back to the movie Groundhog Day. He wakes up, hears this, rise and shine campers, and don't forget your booties because it's cold outside. It's Groundhog Day. Now, at the beginning, the fact that it repeats a couple times and the fact that I've repeated that a couple times is kind of cute, but after a while, every single day of his life, is the same. Some people that are really into this say that this goes on for hundreds of years. I don't know. It's all speculation. But he wants to change. He wants to break the pattern. So here's what I would say. If the conscious mind is easily distracted, which it is, and the unconscious is on autopilot, like Groundhog Day, what hope is there for you to change? You know, those New Year's resolutions, you want to be happier, you want to be in shape, you want to find love, you want to save, save money, you want to change your life. What hope is there for you? Or is it just going to be like Groundhog Day where next December 31st you'll set the same New Year's Eve resolutions that you set this year and you just kind of repeat the pattern over and over and over until finally you just give up. Well, I wouldn't be on this podcast. I wouldn't be here if it were not for hope. I definitely believe that you can find hope. And I think the answer, the answer is in the movie Groundhog Day. If you've ever seen it, he does change. He does break the spell. He does break the pattern. And here's how he does it. And I, I encourage you, to go on Netflix or go online and find the movie and watch it, and you'll see that what I'm about to tell you, because I watched it a hundred times, is accurate. Number one, the way that he's able to break the pattern and to change his life is he has to hit bottom. He has to hit bottom, right? The second thing is he has the desire to change. Those two things, hitting bottom and having the desire to change. Now, I don't know about you, but I definitely can relate to hitting bottom. 1978, I'm still in high school, I'm 15 years old, and my mom died. 
died of cancer. It surprised me, surprised my sister, my brothers, my dad. It was like the rug was pulled out from under us. Now, I was 15 years old. It was devastating. But, you know, when you're 15, you're pretty flexible. You know, you, you get back in the game and you move forward. So I finished high school. I finished high school. And I went to college. And after college, I went to graduate school and got a bunch of degrees so I can get a bunch of letters behind my name. And in 1992, I went out into the real world to change the world. And guess what happened? I got my teeth knocked out. That's right. It was not good. And after that, my wife left me. (laughs) I can laugh about it now, but I got to tell you, when it happened, it was devastating. I remember one time I was in Ohio. And I was outside, and I looked down to the ground. In fact, I kneeled down to the ground, and there was this little tiny patch of snow and ice and twigs and leaves. And the reason why I got down on my knee to look at the patch of snow and the twigs and the the leaves is because literally, literally, I did not know what season we were in. Now, right now, here in Connecticut, I know we're in winter. In a couple months, it's going to be spring. But when this happened, I did not know what month I was in. I did not know what season I was in. And I certainly didn't know what season I was going into. I didn't know if we were into fall going into winter or I was in winter going into spring. That's how much I had hit bottom. That's how much I was stressed out. But I knew I didn't want to stay there. You know, even though I hit bottom and things weren't going well for me, I knew that I wasn't going to stay there. I knew that I had the desire to change things. So what did I do? I started reading. I started listening to leaders. I started getting involved in the direct personal development industry, you know, where people were successful. I was looking for the answers. And I spent 20 years, 20 years, two decades of my life, reading every book imaginable, going to seminars and workshops. I probably could have bought another house with the money that I spent, really, thousands and thousands of dollars. You want to know the secret? Here's the secret. After spending 20 years of studying the personal development industry, this is what I came up to. This is what I discovered. This is 20 years of my life. You ready? Write this down. Number one, you ready for this? Are you sitting down? Number one, you're always going to have a large group of people that get distracted no matter what. You can't change that. (laughs) Number two, you're going to have a small minority of focus, of focus people or people who are focused, who are leaders, and you can't change that either. It's kind of like a bell curve. You can't change the numbers. The only thing you can change is which group you decide to be in. That's it. There's always going to be a large group of people that are going to get distracted, and there's always going to be a large or small percentage of people that are not going to get distracted, and it's how they think. And I knew, and I knew in the bottom of my heart that I wanted to be part of that group. And I knew if I was going to be part of that group, I needed to find a mentor, someone to show me the way. And this is my story. This is what happened. One day, I got a phone call to go out to London, England, to be a speaker, an international speaker. And I I said, I got to do this. So I decided to go out to London to speak, spoke to a small group of business people, 
I spoke on the topic of sales and marketing and networking and team building, and they really liked it. They really liked the lecture. And there was somebody in the audience in England who invited me to come out and speak in Vegas. And a lot of times that's what happens. Somebody will see me speak, and what they'll say is, hey, we'd love to have you come out and speak somewhere else. And so I did. So I went out to Vegas, and I gave the same lecture to a different group of people. And I found out that night that there was a party of affluent people, business people, celebrities, people like David Copperfield, and I had to be at that party. But there was a problem. My name was not on that list. So what I did, I got my name on that list. Now, I didn't go there to see David Copperfield, though he's a household name. I went there to see my friend and my mentor, Kenton Nepper. Introduced myself, took a picture with him, and then I got up the courage to ask him to mentor me. And that's what happened. He took me under his wing and he mentored me. And this, you know, there's no way in the last five minutes that I can share with you what he taught me. There's no way. I mean, we spent two and a half days together around the clock talking about business, talking about philosophy. But the one thing I will share with you is this. People who are focused, number one, they know what is important to them. You know, there's a million things that you can focus on today or tomorrow or this year. But successful people, they only pick a few things. They don't pick a million things or a hundred things. They pick one or two or three things, right? And they're obsessed in making it happen. They put all of their focus into it almost like a trance. And what I learned is this. People who are focused, they use the trance-like state or hypnotic state to get themselves to visualize what they want, what they deserve, and then what they do is they take action. They take action first in their imagination and then in reality. Now, I can't get into all of this, so what I would suggest is this. If you're in front of your computer, just write this down, or if you're in front of a, a place that you can write this down, you can look it up in a URL. It's really simple. It's www.focuswithgregdewire.com. It's a 12-week course. Every single week we go over a little bit of information on how to get focused, how to set goals, how to reprogram your conscious and unconscious mind so that you will be moving towards what you want, not what you don't want. In addition, you'll be able to master this, not in a day, because it takes time, and in the process of repeating this information over and over and over again, you'll learn what took me at least two decades to learn in the next 12 weeks. So what I would suggest is real simple. Just go to www.focuswithgregdewire.com. In addition to that, you can read my ebook. My ebook is gregdewire.com, simple ebook that talks about focus, the power of focus. Um, and obviously, if you have any questions, just reach out to me. My email is greg at gregdewire.com. Let me leave you with this, a little story. It doesn't matter where you started in life, and I learned that. 
I learned that the hard way. What really truly matters is the direction you're moving towards. Where you are and where you're going makes all the difference in the world. You can live in the past, you can live in the mistakes of the past, or you can get really clear on what's important to you and you can learn to condition the conscious and the unconscious mind by harmonizing them and moving forward towards what you want. In the process, I guarantee you, you will create a masterpiece. Jerry Seinfeld said this, and I think it's absolutely brilliant, and I wish I had said this. One day I was sitting with my sister, we were watching Jerry Seinfeld and, you know, comedians in cars get coffee, and Jerry was sitting there having coffee with a fellow comedian, and he just looked at them, and he said, you know why there's not a lot of greatness in the world today? The reason why there's not a lot of greatness in the world today is because there's not a lot of focus. If you ask Warren Buffett what was the key to his success, he will tell you it is focus. Misdirection loves to direct and misdirect the conscious mind, and the unconscious mind is on autopilot. You have to break the, you have to break the cycle like the guy in the movie Groundhog Day. The only way to do that is to decide now which group you want to be in to break the cycle by hitting bottom and deciding for yourself which group you want to be in. So hope I gave you something to think about. Be focused and be great. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.